the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. John was filled with the Spirit from inside of his mother's womb. Jesus said he was more than a prophet. Jesus said there was none greater that was born of women. And yet even John the Baptist had a moment in his life when he had a doubt about Jesus Christ. And we're back with another broadcast called Study Verse by Verse. It features the teaching of Pastor Leighton Sheely. He's in the book of John again, and I hope you can follow along today. If you'd like to know more about this ministry, you'll find the details on the website studyversebyverse.com or the church's website highlands.us. That's highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout, and here's Pastor Leighton. Well, the scriptures say that one day Zechariah was on duty at the temple and his name was chosen by Lot to go and uh, provide and offer the holy incense. Now, we know that that Lot was not an accident. It was chosen by God because God had something very special to announce to Zechariah that day. As Zechariah was inside of the temple, an angel of the Lord appeared on the right side of the altar And that angel told Zechariah that the prayers of he and his wife had been heard and that they would be answered, that his wife would give birth to a son, and when that son was born, the son was to be given the name John. And the angel said that the boy would be filled with the Holy Spirit while still inside his mother's womb, child inside the mother's womb, and that he would go forth in the spirit and the power of Elijah, to prepare a way for the Lord. Now, for some reason, at that particular time, Zechariah doubted. Bad move, bad timing. Uh, The angel revealed then that he was Gabriel. Now, there's a few angels in the Bible. There's millions or billions of angels, and there's only a few angels that have a name, and Gabriel is one of the angels that has a name. He's a very special angel. Uh, He reveals that he... Uh, stood in the presence of God and that God gave him the message to bring uh, to Zechariah. And since Zechariah had chosen not to believe the word of the Lord, Zechariah was to be struck with silence until the baby was born. So Elizabeth got a double blessing. Uh, (laughs) Guess that's all I need to say. Now, the people outside of the temple, uh, they got nervous because Zechariah was inside way too long. When he came out, he couldn't speak, and he was trying to sign to them, and so they concluded that he had seen a vision. And so after his duties were fulfilled, he was on rotation. He went home, and a little while later, Elizabeth conceived, and the Scriptures tell us she kept herself hidden for five months. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel appeared to a poor virgin girl named Mary, who was betrothed to a poor carpenter named Joseph and announced that she would be with child conceived by the Holy Spirit. And the angel said in Luke chapter 1, And behold, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. 
And then after the angel departed, the story continues, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah, and she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. So the Bible tells us that John the Baptist and Jesus were related. They were cousins, and they were both raised by godly parents. This was a family that was filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, those of us who are raised in Western civilization have a predisposition towards a corporate mentality, and we have a tendency to discount family. But God doesn't. What was the first institution that God created? The family. Adam and Eve and the family. When God decided to send a global flood, what did he decide to save? A family. Noah and his family were inside of the ark. When God announced that he would send a Savior, through whom was he going to send the Savior? Through a family. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and so forth. When God designed the Old Testament priesthood, what did he design the priesthood around? A family. Levi and Aaron and their descendants. God chooses families. He always has. And God chose this family of which both Jesus and John the Baptist were a part to bless all of us with salvation. Jesus and John the Baptist were cousins. And when they first met... Both inside of the mother's womb, John the Baptist leaped for joy. Now, the scriptures tell us that John the Baptist lived in the wilderness, and he ate bugs and honey. Now, what does that tell us? Well, it tells us that he was not beholden to anyone. He didn't have a mortgage. He, uh, he was a free man. And the scriptures say that John the Baptist would go out in the spirit and power of Elijah, and he did. John was not afraid of anyone. He told everyone to repent. It didn't matter if you were a leader or a common person. And he was out in the middle of the wilderness, but people would go out of their way to seek him out so they could listen, and their hearts would be prompted, and they would step forward to be baptized and repent from their sin. Now, John's popularity and his Lack of diplomacy eventually got him in trouble with Herod. You see, Herod had seduced his brother's wife and was living in adultery. And John the Baptist, the preacher, kept making that a public issue. And Herod and his, the wife of his brother didn't want that always being brought up. And so what Herod did was have John the Baptist arrested in order to silence him. Now, he was afraid of putting John to death because of John's followers, and also he was rather intrigued with what John had to say. But he did want John silenced. And sometimes godly preachers have to say things that are not politically correct. And when they get in the face of government, the government's going to respond one of two ways. They're either going to repent 
or they're going to try to silence the prophet. That's the way it is. Well, Herod was eventually tricked into killing John the Baptist, and his head was served on a platter. Now, he was the last of the Old Testament prophets, and he was the first of the New Testament evangelists. And his message was, you need to become aware of your sins and choose to repent from them because your Savior is coming and you don't want to miss the opportunity for salvation. And there's something I want you to take home. Something about John the Baptist I want you to take home with you. In Luke 7, it tells us a story that happened not too long before John the Baptist was martyred. Luke chapter 7, verse 18. He was being held in prison. His disciples were keeping him informed of what was happening in the community and with Jesus. And in Luke 7, 18, it says, The disciples of John reported all these things to him, and John, calling two of his disciples to him, sent them to the Lord, saying, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? And when the men, the men had come to him, Jesus, they said, John the Baptist has sent us to you, saying, Are you the one who is to come? Are you the Messiah? Or shall we look for another? Jesus didn't immediately answer them. In that hour, he healed many people of diseases and plagues and evil spirits. And on many who were blind, he bestowed sight. And then he answered them. Go and tell John what you have seen and heard. You have witnessed. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. Lepers are cleansed. And the deaf hear. The dead are raised up. The poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. When John's messengers had gone, Jesus began to speak to the crowds concerning John. He said, What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out and see? A man dressed in soft clothing? Behold, those who are dressed in splendid clothing and live in luxury are in king's courts. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. I tell you, among those born of women, none is greater than John. And yet the one who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. Now, this is what I want you to take home with you today. Uh, John was filled with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, from inside of his mother wo- mother's womb. Jesus said he was more than a prophet. Jesus said there was none greater that was born of women. And yet even John the Baptist had a moment in his life when he had a doubt about salvation, Jesus Christ. And this is the point. If the greatest man who ever lived had a period of doubt Who do we think we are if from time to time we don't also wrestle with a period of doubt ourselves? This is normal for thinking people. Thinking people think about thinking. And we periodically question our conclusions to make sure we are thinking clearly. We reevaluate the evidence. And you notice when Jesus described John as the greatest, it was after 
he had his doubts. Even though we might from time to time question, God is always, always faithful. Amen. Lord, thank you for being faithful. And thank you, Lord, for giving us your word and telling us candidly about these great men and women of faith. That even John the Baptist periodically wrestled with his faith. Thank you, Lord, that our salvation is not based upon our stability, but upon your gift of salvation to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for spending these few minutes with us on a broadcast we call Study Verse by Verse. It's an outreach of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, supported in part by the congregation and by listeners just like yourself. You can give safely when you go to our website at highlands.us. You can also find out all of the details about the church right there. That's highlands.us. And if you've missed any of the messages in this series in the book of John, You can listen to them when you go to that website and click on the media link on the homepage. Have a great rest of your day and come back tomorrow if you can when we'll once more open the Word of God and study verse by verse.